everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Wednesday. It's August 31st, last day of August. We have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by TJ. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing pretty well, you know, pretty sleepy, but con- the content never stops. And uh, so I'm ready to get to it. Always nice after a long day diving into some sports talk. It kind of calms the brain. So I'm ready to get into it. All right. Well, let's jump right in. Nine games. Pitching's all over the place. Hitting is, there's a few good spots. So get started here with Oakland at Washington. Eight and a half total. Pick'em game. Oakland is slight favorite on some books. Uh, we got Caprillion against Sanchez. Any interest here in Caprillion? Not really. I mean, it's a good matchup, and so maybe I'll end up getting a little bit uh, of him, but he's somebody that I feel like we've kind of been enamored with the idea of just wanting him to be good because early on in his career, he showed so much strikeout upside, but that's kind of begun to fade. And so I don't really think I'm going to be getting to a lot of them today. Yeah, I mean, Washington, surely a team you could pick on. Um, Caprillion is just not a huge strikeout guy. His walk rate is almost as high as his strikeout rate. And he's a 6 XFIP on the season, so not not a guy that I think I'm going to play today. And then Anibal Sanchez on the other side. I mean, Fetty in this spot yesterday was awful, and I don't expect much more from Anibal Sanchez here. No, me neither. That's... uh. We got some pitchers who have the potential to put up some big, big scores today, so I don't think I'm going to mess around with guys like Sanchez. Um, I liked Oakland yesterday. Played him quite a bit. I mean, a couple of pieces were a little popular, but overall, I mean, people don't like playing Oakland. I don't like playing Oakland, but I do think this is a good spot for them uh, just to kind of use some of their value. Um, everyone in the Everyone on this team is under 4,200. What are your thoughts here on Oakland? Yeah, I like these guys. I was in the same uh, boat as you. I was talking about them quite a bit on Grinders Live. I like these guys just because they are so darn cheap. And obviously, it's not the best lineup, but you do still have guys in here like Brown, like Murphy, who have the potential to put up big scores. So I don't mind this team as a value stack, especially if you're looking to pay up for some of these expensive pitchers we have on this slate. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just going to use them as, you know, value, Seth Brown, um, Langlers, Kemp type of plays. Uh, any interest here in the Washington bats? I mean, Caprillion someone we want to target, so I want to like these guys more than I do. They're so cheap. If we get Voight back in the lineup, Manessis, uh, Menenses, Menensenenses, that's not a real name, but I'm just saying the sounds now. Um, these guys are similar to Oakland in the sense that they're just so, so cheap that they're tempting to use as a secondary stack when you're looking to load up on pitching. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind maybe the top half with Voight, you know, if he's in there, like you said, Manessis. Um, again, just maybe cheap secondary pieces. And that's really all I'm looking at um, for Washington. Chicago Cubs at Toronto taking on the Blue Jays. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Luke Farrell. Maybe like a bullpen type of situation here for the Cubs. 
And then Mitch White, I'm very, I mean, there's multiple reports and multiple different pitchers here for the Cubs. Um, any interest in the Cubs pitcher, whoever it may be? No. I don't think I've played a single pitcher against the Blue Jays this year, and I'm not going to start now. Yeah, and then, I mean, Mitch White on the other side of this game, he's 6,900. He's still, I mean, like, 91 pitches last time out. He just really hasn't shown, like, the ability to put together a complete game. I mean, he's had one solid start this season earlier this year, but he really just hasn't had that, like, good game yet. Yeah, and I played him for that solid start. So for a while, I was chasing more of that. But I don't like it's a good matchup. Lots of strikeouts uh, in the Cubs lineup, but we just have so many like, albeit in tough matchups, we have so many great uh, high price pitchers today. I just don't really find myself messing around with this tier. Any interest in the Cubs bats? Not really either. That's just kind of a spot I'm like, I, White and the Cubs is a spot I'm just kind of willing to cross off today. Yeah, I mean, Contreras would be the guy who's just so expensive. I mean, I don't mind maybe like an Ian Happ as a one-off type of play, but not a team that I'm going to be looking at stacking here. And then Toronto, I mean, if this is going to turn into like a bullpen, the, the Cubs bullpen is a lot worse than it was earlier this year. Uh, they moved a lot of the good pieces so I definitely don't mind a Toronto stack on this nine-game slate. Yeah, I like Toronto a lot. Farrell is a guy that we can definitely attack in his two games starting this year. He's thrown 55 and 71 pitches, and I th- and one of them he got moderately lit, uh, lit up in, and the second one, I guess he, he didn't get lit up so much as he just didn't last very long uh, in the first game. Uh, he only went 2.2 because uh, his pitch count was starting to get run up. But yeah, I like the Blue Jays today. Anytime they're facing a right-handed bat, the uh, right-handed pitcher that doesn't strike very many people out, I I like them. All right, we got the Dodgers and the Mets. Anderson against Degrom in this one, six and a half total. The Mets a 140 favorites. Any interest here in Tyler Anderson? No, let's talk about Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I mean, if Anderson was a little bit cheaper, I could definitely see maybe taking a shot on him here. Um, The Mets, they're a lot better against right-handed pitching than they are against left-handed pitching. Just Anderson doesn't have, like, that huge ceiling. So the fact that he's, like, 8,300, you know, potentially only getting, like, 20, 25 points in this spot just kind of hurts his price um, and his ceiling. But, I mean, DeGrom, 11-5 going up against one of the best offenses in baseball. What are we doing here with Jacob DeGrom today? Do we take one of the best pitchers of all time when he's super duper expensive against one of the best lineups in baseball? I think this is going to be the talking point of the slate is do we like DeGrom or do we like Garrett Cole more? DeGrom's the better pitcher, the better fantasy pitcher. Cole has the better strikeout matchup. To be perfectly honest with you, my plans are to wait for the to for lineup HQ to load up. I'm gonna look at the bat projections and I'm gonna see what the bat says about Jacob deGrom. And if the bat is simply gonna say, Yeah, it doesn't matter that it's the Dodgers, he's gonna mow through them, then I'm gonna trust it. Um, I have a hard time saying no to Jacob deGrom in this spot, but at the same time, he's incredibly pricey and the matchup couldn't be tougher. What what are your thoughts on deGrom today? I mean, I love DeGrom. Um, I mean, 
the the strikeout ability against any lineup is there. The ballpark helps, you know, this game is in city. And I mean, that, that obviously helps a little bit, but yeah, I mean, my only concern with DeGrom, I think Cole is in a, a better spot overall. And I think Cole's going to have a lot more ownership than DeGrom today. Um, my biggest concern with DeGrom is we really haven't seen him go over 95 pitches yet. And I mean, he is 11 five, but he's shown us in, you know, 75 pitch outings that he could put up 35 plus fantasy points because of his strikeout ability. So I definitely don't mind the overall um, ceiling here. Uh, man, it's a tough matchup. And I think, like I said, I think Cole is going to come in at much higher ownership here. So, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons that I'm going to probably end up playing DeGrom a little bit today. And I think this is one of the reasons, too, why we talk about potentially wanting to play teams like Oakland and Washington, because I on it like with the when we look at pitching on this slate, it falls off pretty, pretty hard after Kyle right today. And so I think we're probably going to be wanting to look at playing three of or sorry, two of DeGrom, Cole and Wright. And so because of that, I think we're going to be looking to a lot of these cheap stacks as well. Any interest in the Dodgers bats here? Nope. Yeah, no interest for me. They're expensive. They're facing one of the best pitchers in baseball. Easy stay away spot. Uh, any interest in the Mets? Nope. Tyler Anderson is, I don't want to target him, but I also don't like playing bats against him either. So outside of Jacob DeGrom, this whole game's getting crossed off for me. Yeah, I mean, in the Mets 22... are going to beat the, or the Dodgers are going to meet, beat the Mets one nothing because that's what happens when Jacob DeGrom pitches. Yeah, I mean, he's thrown 140 innings this season. He's given up 10 home runs. He's only allowed multiple home runs in one start this year. And over his last 10 games, he's only allowed two home runs. Like, Tyler Anderson is not typically a guy you want to pick on with bats. So, going to stay away as well. We got Seattle at Detroit. Eight day and a half total, depending on the book. Most books have uh, Seattle minus 155. Marco Gonzalez going up against uh, Tyler Alexander. Any interest here in Marco Gonzalez? No, I never have interest in Marco Gonzalez, even facing a team like Detroit. Yeah, I mean, low strikeout pitcher around 13% on the season. Um, Pitching's kind of weak on this slate. So I don't mind maybe going Marco Gonzalez and trying to get that like 20-point number. I think 20 points is definitely within the expectation here from Marco Gonzalez against Detroit, you know, they have Baez and Candelario who have a little bit of power against lefties, but overall, I mean, still not a great offense. So if I need him, he's there. I don't know if I'll necessarily need him today. Um, You're just playing him for the matchup. I can tell you with certainty though, I am not playing Tyler Alexander on the other side of this game though. Nope. Absolutely not. Seattle's one of my favorite stacks today. Um, they're on the road. So you get that ninth inning. I like Hanniger, Rodriguez, Suarez, France, um, Riley. Like this is a fantastic spot today, uh, for the Seattle bats. Yes, I am with you as well. They got so many guys that just absolutely smash left-handed pitching and Rodriguez is going to be tough to pay up for, uh, on, uh, like when we, when we're going to be wanting to pay up for this pitching, but we do have a lot of nice, cheap options. Rally, Hanniger uh, isn't very expensive. Suarez isn't very expensive. France isn't very expensive. 
So I do agree with you. I like this team quite a bit. Any interest in Detroit here? No. Javi Baez on FanDuel where he's still really cheap. Yes. He's 3.9 on DraftKings. I definitely don't mind, you know, taking Yeah, he's getting cheaper there too. Yeah, good call. Haas at catcher too at 3,300. I don't mind either one of those guys against like Mark Gonzalez. Yeah, those are a couple guys that can hit lefties really well. So I like them a lot more as a mini stack than a full stack. All right, Rockies and Braves, eight and a half total. Braves, a 335 favorite. We got Ryan Feltner going up against Kyle Wright. Any interest here in Ryan Feltner? No. I like to yeah. keep it brief when there's these guys that it's just like, I know I'm not going to be playing. I, I'm not going to give the long spiel as to why, you know, I'll, I'll I'll save that for the people that I am playing. The people that I'm not playing, it's just, nope, next. Yeah, 45% hard hits, under 19% Ks, right at a 5x FIP. No real interest against one of the best teams in baseball. Sum it up for you all. Let's talk Kyle Wright. Um, obviously, we got DeGrom and Cole on the slate. They are two of the best pitchers in baseball. Kyle Wright, though, I mean, he's 9,800. He's kind of expensive, coming off of a fantastic game against Pittsburgh. I can see Kyle Wright having a really strong outing. Um, this is a very right-handed heavy offense. And he is very good against righties. Yeah, I'm with you there. I like Kyle Wright a lot. I'm very interested in seeing where the ownership comes in on him. On FanDuel, it's a bit of a different story because he's priced up. He's only $300 less than Garrett Cole. He's $1,200 less than Jacob deGrom. It's just a lot easier to get up to those other guys. And so if on FanDuel, he ends up becoming quite under owned because of that i'm going to be very interested in him for tournaments and i think just kind of like straight up in a vacuum not worrying about ownership he's probably at worst my fourth favorite pitcher on the slate today any interest in the rockies bats here no and then as far as atlanta uh, i don't have any interest in the rockies either but as far as atlanta goes i definitely don't mind um looking at atlanta as a stack here yeah, I'm with you. I like Atlanta quite a bit. I kind of think they're in the top tier of stacks we've mentioned so far alongside Seattle, a little bit ahead of Toronto. Um, I think Atlanta's got the potential to put up a huge score. They're in the midst of disappointing a lot of people as we speak against uh, Jose Urania, but I like going back to the well against Feltner. All right, Boston at Minnesota. We got Waka and Ryan, eight total. The Twins, a 140 favorite in this game. Any interest here in Michael Waka? I hate this whole game. I just don't really know what to do with it. I don't have, I don't think I have interest in any of the pitchers. They're both solid. Neither of the matchups are great. Waka's been putting up some nice scores lately, but no, no, I don't think I do. Yeah, I think both of these pitchers are are somewhat interesting for tournaments. I don't think either one of them get a lot of ownership. Um, I mean, Minnesota lineup right now is just struggling with power. And, I mean, they're still making good contact, but there's just no real power threat in this lineup. So I wouldn't talk you off of playing Michael Walker in a large field tournament. And then on the flip side, Joe Ryan, he's a guy with some strikeout ability. They're still letting him go. Um, you know, to confirm games. all as we speak, all of Minnesota's runs today are off of extra base hits, three home runs and a double. 
Yeah, I know. Jake Cave, baby. Talked about him on the podcast last night. So Jake Cave, Nick Gordon, and Gary Sanchez. Yeah. All three guys. Solid. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even Joe Ryan on the other side of this game, the Red Sox, they have a little bit of a lack of power. Um, what are your thoughts here on Joe Ryan? Both Joe Ryan and Michael Walker are kind of guys that if I'm playing lots of lineups, I'm definitely not exiting them out of my pool. I'm going to keep them in there. But if I'm playing one lineup, if I'm playing three lineups, I don't think I'm going to be getting either of them. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, What are your thoughts on the Boston Bats? Kind of similar to the pitching. Both of these teams have the potential to go off and both of them, but they're not in in very great spots. And I got this bad habit. I'm talking about both teams at once instead of going uh, one at a time. And so for Boston today, like I want to like Raphael Devers because Ryan struggles a lot more against lefties than he does righties. But I don't know. You're a Boston fan. Devers is just broken right now. Um, and so I'm not, I don't really think I'm going to be getting any of these Boston guys, but if I was running 150, I wouldn't be Xing them out of the pool. I will say that I don't know if he is. I don't have it up in front of me, but Devers was like considered a value play on Yahoo yesterday. He was like $12 over there. That's just the, the yeah, the talent just play him over there if he's that cheap. So not a ton of interest in the Red Sox bats and honestly not a ton of interest in the Minnesota bats. Um, I mean, pretty much the same thing I said yesterday. If you want to take a, a one-off on one of these cheap bats and try to chase a home run, I have no issues with that. This is a game just I wish wasn't on the slate because all sides of it, pitching and batting, have the potential to break the slate, and I just know that I'm not going to have any part of it because I don't think it'll happen. But they're the kind of offenses and they're the kind of pitchers that it could. So I feel pretty confident that, like, MMEs, yeah, get these guys, get both of these teams, both of these pitchers, keep them in your pool because they're not going to be heavily owned. It'll be easy to get overweight, but... I'm not going to be going out of my way to target either one of them. All right. Fair enough. Up next, we got Kansas city at Chicago taking on the white Sox. eight and a half total in this one. White Sox, a one ninety favorite Chris Bubich and Lance Lynn. Any interest here in uh, Chris Bubich? You know, it's fun tart taking pitchers against the white Sox because the white Sox have just been dreadful. But Bubich has been even worse lately, and I don't think I can take a left-handed pitcher who's been struggling against the uh, White Sox, even if he's really cheap. Yeah, I mean, I played Singer yesterday. He was cruising and then had one bad inning. Um, White Sox are still a really solid team against left-handed pitching, and Bubich has been struggling, so probably going to stay away from him. Uh, I mean, Lance Lynn... Really, I mean, he didn't really – he missed maybe a day or two. Um, So, I mean, nothing to really be too concerned about as far as him, you know, being out here for the last few days. Um, I mean, this is a spot Lance Lynn could pitch really well. He's 8K. I mean, he's a – I think he's a solid SP2 today. I just don't know if he necessarily like a high-ceiling guy. I hate it, but Lance Lynn's one of my favorites today. Like, I feel like I'd almost definitely would be playing him. He's shown a lot of strikeout upside. 
all of almost all of his struggle struggles are coming to left-handed bats and the most fearsome bats on Kansas City are righties like Melendez, Melendez is solid Prado can hit the ball out of the park but these aren't guys that we're particularly fearful of and so Lance Lynn 8k on DraftKings 8900 on FanDuel he's going to be one of my favorite pitchers on the slate any interest here in the Kansas City bats I mean, Lynn can always get blown up. So if I'm playing lots of lineups, I would I would not be ruling out Bobby Witt Jr. and Salvador Perez, MJ Melendez as one-offs. Um, however, I'd only be looking to stack these guys in if I was playing lots of lineups. Yeah, he's just so good against righties. And I mean, Witt and Perez, the two big power bats in this lineup, um, right-handed hitters. So I mean, if I'm if I'm playing anybody, it's probably like Prado or like Massey, just getting some value, but I mean, I don't love it. What are we doing um, with the White Sox bats in this spot? I wish I didn't like them, but I do. Uh, if we get Luis Robert back in this lineup, that's obviously a great hitter. Uh, Joey Votto smashes lefties and he's so, sorry, Joey Votto, Jose Abreu. I don't know where Joey Votto came from. Uh, Jose Abreu just absolutely hammers left-handed pitching. Eloy Jimenez is way too cheap. Andrew Vaughn has always smashed lefties. AJ Pollock is probably going to be in the weed-off spot. They've been struggling, but it's tough not to like these guys. Yeah, um, I mean, if Pollock hits leadoff at 3,300, he's a fantastic play. Eloy Abreu, these guys are are cheap um, I mean, just kind of have to kind of see what the White Sox lineup looks like here. Definitely mini stackable, maybe even full stackable. Uh, with Bubich's like command issues, I mean, he's definitely a guy you can stack against and it work out. So definitely don't mind the White Sox today. Gosh, the White Sox have let me down so many times this year. They owe me a tournament, though. Like, I feel like I've played them so much this year that they owe me a tournament. So maybe... I get that tournament win or something along those lines. So, all right. Um, Yankees and Angels, seven and a half total. The Yankees, a 200 favorite here. Garrett Cole going up against um, Patrick Sandoval. I mean, Cole's 10 8. The Grom's 11 5. They have similar ceilings. Um, I think Cole has the better matchup today, and I think he's going to be the chalky sp1 what are your thoughts here on garrett cole yeah i agree with you completely but it's not going to be chalk that i'm going to be looking to get away from i'll make my pivots uh with my bats today i'm curious if like based on these salaries who would you like better between cole and Degrom if one of otani or trout is out of the lineup i still think i like cole more like regardless as much as i like oh, DeGrom, even 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 if both of them are in the lineup, you're even still if both Cole. of them play, I still like um, Cole more. I think fair and like the only for cash games, I agree he'd probably be the one I'd be using. Um, however, if his ownership does go, uh, get out of control, um, the pivots that I would be looking to get to would be the Grom, it'd be Wright, it'd be Win. But Cole is one of the four pitchers today that I love, and I'm going to be focusing on. Yeah, um, Cole's in a great spot here. Sandoval on the other side. I mean, this dude's elite against left-handed hitters, so I definitely wouldn't play any lefties against him. 
I still don't think I can play Sandoval in this spot with all this right-handed power in this lineup. No, he's a great young pitcher, but I just can't do it against this Yankees lineup. Let's talk um, Yankees bats. I mean, Sandoval is not a bad pitcher by any means. He's just 9,300 going up against the Yankees. So, I mean, we saw him throw an absolute gym a couple starts ago against Detroit. Like, he has the ability to do it. He's not a guy that's typically going to give up a lot of home runs. Um, what are your thoughts with the Yankees bats? Yeah, I just don't think I can do it against this guy. Like it, it, in tournaments, if I'm playing a lot of lineups, heck yeah, I'm going to get to some Yankees because they're a great lineup, but they're expensive. They're facing a great pitcher. They're not going to be one of my top teams on the board. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a stacker fade for me with their pricing and everything. And I have no interest in the Angels bets even Trout and Otani against Gold. Yeah, no, me neither. I guess, like, the one thing I'd say about the Yankees is, like, even though Sandoval hasn't given up a ton of power yet this year, like, he does he, uh, walk 11% of right-handed batters, and this probably entire lineup outside of Rizzo is going to be right-handed. That bodes well for a stack. Uh, he has no he, his uh, ground ball ability is great against lefties, but against right-handed bats, twenty-five percent uh, line drives, forty-two point five percent hard hits. Like this, if I'm playing lots of lineups, I definitely would not be fading the Yankees. But if I'm playing one, they're not going to be a team I'm getting to. All right, we finished it out with Philadelphia at Arizona nine total in this one. Philly is a one forty-five favorite. We got Bailey. Falter going up against Tommy Henry. Any interest here in Falter? No, Arizona is a pretty solid team. And I mean, Falter has been playing well lately and he's not that expensive, but I, I just, Arizona, it's not like they're some ridiculously strong lineup, but they're not really a team that I particularly like targeting against in DFS. So $7,100, I think there are definitely worse plays on the board but he falls outside my main group, but he honestly might be number five. Before I like write off falter, I want to see the lineup. I mean, this is a team that on days now, like even with Carol too getting called up and Luplo getting sent down, this is a, like, this is a potential six left-handed head, like lineup lefties in there. So, I mean, if he gets six lefties, he has great numbers against lefties. He just struggles with righties, fly balls. And I mean, the, the things you don't want to struggle with righties. So before I just like cross him off, I want to see what the Arizona lineup looks like. But I mean, probably not playing him, to be fair. And then Henry on the other side, Philadelphia is one of my favorite stacks on the slate. I have no interest in Henry today. No interest in Henry. This guy's been putting up some some decent uh, scores lately. Game log watchers might be frightened. Tell me, tell me what makes you want to target the Phillies so much. I mean, this guy just struggles with power righties and fly balls. Hoskins, Bohm. If um Cassianos is back, they have him. I mean, and even like Schwarber and Harper hit left-handed pitching. So I mean, yeah, Tommy Henry, he pitched well against the White Sox. I mean, the Cardinal start is super phenomenal that he pitched well against that offense, but I think he's going to struggle in this matchup against this Philadelphia offense. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. This is a guy that's not striking anybody out. He's getting blown up by righties so far. Um, he's young, but like Philly is a team that when their lineup was a little watered down, I liked targeting for the strikeout upside. But now that they're getting all their guys back, most of them don't strike out very much. And if I'm going to target them, it's going to be with right-handed pitching, not left-handed pitching. So I'm with you there. I think the Phillies are a great uh, option, and I'm definitely not going to be playing um, Henry. Yeah, I love the Phillies here today. Do you have any interest in the Arizona bets? It's kind of like you said, depends on this lineup. If we get something like Carson Kelly leading off, all of a sudden I'm going to be very interested in him. Um, there are some good cheap players on this team, but they're not going to be a top stack for me. Yeah, you know, Kelly, obviously, Walker, a guy that hits left-handed pitching really well. It's just after that, I mean, you're really just going to have to see who's in the lineup. You know, we, for for months we like to play Luffalo against lefties, but with him getting sent down, I mean, that hurts um, this lineup against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, maybe we see like Emmanuel Revere in there. He's had good numbers against left-handed pitching this season, and we could do a little mini stack. But I'm I'm much more likely to play the Philly bats in this game. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we will get out of here. Be a guy under 8,000 on DraftKings to get six or more strikeouts today. Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Let's go with Bailey Falter. Yeah, I'm going to go Marco Gonzalez because it's Detroit and who knows. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Let's go Tyler Anderson. <laughs> I I gotta take my boy um Sandoval against the Yankees, man. That's a tough matchup. Over four thousand to hit a home run. Who you got going yard today? I got my under for, for two hits locked in, and now I just gotta think about my home run call. I think I'm gonna go with Matt Olson. I like that. I'm going to go Reese Hoskins. Big power against left-handed pitching. I said I really like this spot for Philadelphia. So take him. Uh, give me the guy that you're thinking of here to get two hits under 4K. Eloy Jimenez. I like it. I'm going to go Shea Langlers. I'm going to go catcher here. I really like this spot for Oakland as a value. This dude has big-time upside. He strikes out a ton, but who cares? Um, give me the power upside. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. All right. Um, I'm going to go Philly. I, I really like the Phillies today. Late night Philly stack, bringing it home. TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nope. It's been a great August. Happy to have uh, spent four morning grind shows with you uh, this month and ready to uh, keep it going into September. We're, cu we're cutting it, uh, cutting it close to the end of baseball season. And I can't wait for football to start. Football right around the corner for sure. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back September 1st, talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.